Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. It is cooler today, but temperatures have been soaring over the past 10 days or so, so there's no doubt many of you have been feeling it. We've spent a lot of time talking about the issue on this show over the, over the last couple of weeks. Now, recently, delegates to the Lower Mainland Local Governments Association voted against a motion that would have made landlords responsible for providing cooling systems to tenants, just as they're responsible for providing heat. Now, the motion was defeated in a close vote, but it was a stark reminder of how staying cool in spring and summer is increasingly part of a broader conversation when it comes to climate change. Now, on Friday's show, we were joined by New Westminster School trustee Daniel Connolly, uh, who discussed New Westminster Secondary School, a relatively new school that it was that was constructed uh, in 2020. Now, it does not have an air conditioning system. Just think about that for a second. A school, a brand new school built in 2020, doesn't have an air conditioning system. And we were told by Ms. Connolly, many students and staff certainly uh, were feeling it on those hot days. Here is a New Westminster School trustee Daniel Connolly talking to us about the challenges before uh, school boards and uh, many educators as well, because schools, in many cases, do not have a cooling system. This also leads to the, you know, a conversation around the funding cycle, you know, when it's approved to when shovels are in the ground, that type of thing, a lot has changed, uh, including, you know, as you mentioned earlier, the, the shift in, in these types of uh, weather patterns and temperatures and, and these spikes that we're seeing, you know, I mean, heat in the school in the summers and later June is never, and that's always been consistent, but it just seems to be how early it's happening and how much longer it seems to be happening for. And, and it's something I think that we need to be working across all levels of government uh, to, to adapt to that and manage it. That was Danielle Colony, a New Westminster School Board trustee. Earlier today, Jatinder Beer, president of the Surrey Teachers Association, spoke to our Jill Bennett about a similar issue, in this case, heat in portables. Take a listen. We understand that our portables, some of them are, are quite old, and so the um, air uh, quality is not super great in there. And so when the heat starts to... Um, hit those portables, there are small windows, doors, and uh, it gets really, really hot and stuffy in those portables. And we understand from hearing from our members that um, when it gets really hot like that, um, teachers are not feeling well, and nor are the students' learning conditions really optimal for learning. Uh, that was Jatinder Beer, president of the Surrey Teachers Association, uh, speaking to our Jill Bennett earlier today. Now, keep in mind, uh, Surrey has a huge challenge with uh, portables. There's uh, almost 400 portables uh, in that school district. In fact, they said that it should hit 400 uh, in and around September of this next school year. Joining me now to talk a little bit about schools is Veronica Collins. She's a parent of students from Crosstown Elementary School in Vancouver. Veronica, thank you for joining us today. Hi, Jazz. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I wanted to put a bit of context to our conversation uh, within the school uh, that obviously your uh, kids go to and what's happening in other schools as well. Walk me through what you've heard from uh, students and educators at Crosstown Elementary. Yeah, thank you. Heat's been an issue at our school for the last couple of years. I think we all became very aware of 
heat in Vancouver like two years ago when the heat dome and other heat waves hit. At that time, they had to close the school for several days, and I believe a teacher even passed out in the classroom. Uh, So there have been concerns for some time. And last summer, I worked with staff from VSOC, uh, which is a child care organization in Vancouver, to try to address the, the heat in the common areas where they were providing summer care. The temperature was regularly 28 degrees, uh, obviously very difficult to stay calm and take care of children and difficult for the children to have any energy in those conditions. And, of course, we all know that it was quite unseasonably warm last week. uh, And we became concerned when we dropped off our son on Monday for kindergarten at 9 in the morning and the thermostat in his classroom already read 29.4 degrees Celsius before it was even full of students. So Uh, my attention has been on this issue this week. (laughs) How old is uh, Crosstown Elementary School? I don't know exactly how old. I should look that up. It is a relatively new school. I've heard anywhere from eight to five years old. Uh, It's not a very old school. Uh, And uh, when you spoke to your son, uh, how did he feel at the end of the day or, you know, during school learning and, 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 you know, kindergarten's a different stage compared to grade five or six, whatever it may be. Uh, I'm just wondering, how did he describe the day to you? It's interesting. I also have a daughter at Crosstown Elementary who is in grade three. And I noticed that the older the children get, the more articulate they are, the more self-aware they are. She Mm -hmm. immediately was saying, I am way too hot in class. My teacher's saying it's over 30 degrees. Uh, She's taking us out to the rooftop garden and giving us an optional spray down with the hose if we want it. I feel dizzy. I feel faint. Um, Sebastian, my younger one who's in kindergarten, it took me asking him, how do you feel at school right now? It's quite warm. And he immediately said, I've had a lot of headaches. I'm very tired, and some of my friends have said they don't feel well. So, yeah. And, and has there been any discussion at the school that you know of or any other school in Vancouver School District and maybe talking to other parents that are teachers able to bring in any cooling system for their respective classrooms? You know, last summer working with VSOC to try to address the issues, I know they did bring in an air conditioning unit at one point, and they were told that they had to remove it because – They're not allowed on the first floor to open doors or windows. It's a security issue in our neighborhood. So they were venting it into an empty school, uh, and that was not allowed. Obviously, very difficult. They bring in fans when they can. Mm -hmm. Teachers are resorting to very creative means. One teacher took um, their students to the beach for a full day. I know two classes that went to Costco when their uh, classrooms went over 30 degrees just to get in some AC, and teachers have been using their own money to buy multiple rounds of popsicles, which I'm very grateful for. Some teachers have put uh, spray bottles with ice water into the classroom, mm-hmm. and the, the students are spraying themselves with those. So fans are, I have seen a few fans, but fans actually don't keep people safe in overheating uh, situations. They make us feel better psychologically, but they're not a good safety precaution. Uh, now, my understanding is Crosstown Elementary opened in March of 2017. They think at that time had about 80 students, and I know uh, the downtown population has grown significantly since then. Uh, is Have you had any conversation with the school district uh, in regards to what sort of the peak temperature is in regards to what's optimal for students to to learn and teachers to teach? I mean, when you start hitting 29, 30, 31, it can get uncomfortable pretty quickly. 
Yeah, absolutely. I haven't had any discussion with the district. I did reach out on Tuesday of last week and wrote an email to our trustee, Victoria Jung. Mm -hmm. I have not heard back. Um, Multiple other parents have written as well. This is an issue for so many families. I know that I've heard of two families where the children actually became ill. Um, So we haven't heard anything back, so we don't know that information. Um, However, there are a lot of students in this four-story school. There's about 400 students now, I believe. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about, like, we took photographs of thermostats. We would go in uh, around lunch hour when the classrooms were empty. And even with the classrooms empty and the windows open, we took 23 readings over five days last week. And the average temperature was 29.3. So we're talking about days where the temperature outside was, you know, low to mid-20s. Inside the classrooms, it was easily six degrees hotter or worse. So we're not even talking heat wave temperatures. It's just it's stifling with normal spring temperatures. Do you, what are your thoughts? Because I talked to uh, school trustee Connolly, Danielle Connolly from New Westminster about this on Friday. Your thoughts on, you know, it's hard enough uh, to get any new school built and I, because our population grows in certain areas, other areas it doesn't. But at the end of the day, we still have a growing student population, which means schools need to be built. I, I'm just shocked that there isn't anything within our planning process that says we must have some sort of cooling system built into these schools now. Uh, I, I'm going to assume that will be one of the things you'll be articulating as well moving forward, that all, any, any plan from any school district, especially in Metro Vancouver, uh, include some sort of uh, 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 budgeting for a cooling system. Absolutely. I mean, I have heard that there are, you know, there are things in place to ensure that new buildings in Vancouver will have air conditioning. I think it's become a bit of a social justice issue as well, because it's often the elderly um, or the vulnerable or young children who are impacted most by this and can have health issues. Um, So I think definitely going forward, we need to have air conditioning budgeted into our schools. I'm very reluctant to do anything that would, you know, endanger in any way more schools in Vancouver. As a parent of young children, I know how challenging it is to get into kindergarten classes or to get childcare. So in no way do I want to see um, fewer schools or childcare centers. However, you know, Vancouver Coastal Health put out some guidelines. Uh, They were, you know, optional. I believe it was last year and for childcare environments. And they said, Temperatures should not rise above 26 degrees, and if they do, you need to have a cooling center within the building. That kind of seems like common sense, and I feel like not only do we need a plan going forward for you know, mandatory, mandatory AC in these buildings, we also need to get creative. I know it's costly, I know it's complex, but we have so many schools across Vancouver and the Lower Mainland that have no cooling systems. I know my sister's boys in Chilliwack were in a school with no cooling system, and it was 29 degrees there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we need to somehow retrofit these schools with some creative solutions, and we need both, I think, a short-term and a long-term solution. We can't just keep sending our children into these classrooms. I know parents are feeling guilty about dropping 
the kids off at a building that's already almost 30 degrees at 9 in the morning. Yeah, I think you raise a very good point. Uh, you know, one could argue, look, school is out during the peak summer months when the real heat is is there. Uh, that's so that's so be it. But it's obviously from what we're seeing now is that the warmer periods are starting earlier and they're much more intense as well. And, and that's ultimately the issue. I mean, we're already talking about this, having this conversation about uh, residences in regards to heat pumps now where you can cool it and heat with the technology of today and we've done a segment on that just recently as well uh, but to think that uh, we shouldn't be looking at our schools uh, is really quite shocking. I never thought I'd be doing a segment uh, with you today Veronica on the issue of <laughs> schools and air conditioning and I'm sure as a parent you never thought you'd be working or trying to work with the school district and trying to address this issue that's for sure. Absolutely. And I've been surprised how many parents I've brought the issue to who have said, oh, no, there's definitely air conditioning in my school. And then they get back to me the next day and say, no, you're right, there's not. And I think one of the things is, as parents, we can be advocates, not just for the kids, but also for the teachers and the staff who aren't able to speak up uh, in the same way that I can. I mean, I, I don't know about you, Jazz, but I can't imagine being with 20 children of varying needs uh, and temperaments all day and then to have to do that in a classroom that regularly my daughter said her classroom is regularly going up to 32 degrees I think it would be hard to be the best version of yourself and our our teachers really um, at Crosstown they do an incredible job they deserve our support it's an unsafe working environment somewhere along the way kids stop learning uh, when the heat gets to a point where it is unbearable or it impacts them it, it, that's the fundamental reality there's no use sending them to school if they're not going to learn so if you, you want them to learn you got to make sure the environment's there as well and, and uh, the cooling of, of a school is so vitally important Veronica thank you so much for your time I really appreciate your com- the conversation with you thanks so much for speaking with me I enjoyed it